From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show, the Dugout Podcast, some baseball, our squad, the Yanks, and around Major League Baseball. Got Greg, Bronze Barber News and Podcast with us. Ain't talked to this gentleman verbally in a long time. I see him always on the social media, on Twitter, chopping it up and talking sports and everything. He's a renaissance man himself. I got a lot of things I want to throw out at Greg's way. But, Greg, man, what's up, bro? How you been? How's everything? How you doing? Hey, how you doing, brother? Been doing good, man. Just listening to you. Listening to you rip it up. Yeah, I be seeing your tweets all you know all year all year round on everything, not just sports, but non-sports. I mean, you're a great follow, and just and yeah, you know, I know you're you're a coach yourself, and, and you know definitely get your perspective on the baseball, what you're seeing this year up until yeah. this point. Uh, we'll start with our squad uh, right now, uh, going against the uh, going against the Astros very late in the game, and they left a lot of men on base today. Uh, Greg. Adam, it, it, it just it is disgusting to watch, man. What are your thoughts just on the summary level view of the Yankees, how you see them this far, the season in in this particular this game? Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's a tough watch. I mean, you know, last couple of games the Yankees have played well, um, but it's a tough watch because you know when they get you know guys on base, there's days they're not going to get anybody on base. So you know they have to take advantage of it. It, it just seems like an ongoing thing with this team that. You know, there's the, they don't clutch up. There's just a few guys here and there, but uh, they have to capitalize on that because this team doesn't hit well. Not uh, you know everyday type thing. So um, when you get the opportunities, you got to take advantage of them. And most definitely, I mean that's been the theme all year round. Uh, the hitting is the reason why they are in the position they are in. We'll get to the AL and NL wild card a little bit later, but this is the reason why. In this particular year, Greg, in this division, because they their bats have been very subpar, uh, like bottom of the league and hitting, is the reason why they're on the outside looking in in the wild card picture. Are you kind of surprised that the AL East is this good with all the teams pretty much above 500? Did you see that coming in, going into this year with everybody with Baltimore at this point leading? Yeah, no, no, not definitely Baltimore. Uh, that's that's, you know, we for years Baltimore, you know, they tanked similar to the Astros back a few years back where the Orioles, you know, tanked, didn't put money in, and that 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 uh, that organization makes money, but they, uh, you know, they're surprising. They got these young guys, and uh, you know, they got nothing to lose. They're playing on house money right now, and you know, the thing is, is they got guys coming up. They got money to spend because their payroll was so low that uh, they really messed this up. This team's going to, for, you know, the next decade, is going to be a tough battle with the Yankees. And then, you you know, you throw in the Red Sox. But we knew Tampa was going to be there. Uh, you knew that. Orioles, though, was the surprise. I, I thought the Red Sox would be, you know, not where they're at. Uh, I thought Toronto would have a better showing, but, you know, we're looking up at them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, if you're going to ask me which team was is the most surprising, it's obviously the Orioles. And, again, you know, they have they have guys coming up. Now, not everybody, every, 
you know, everybody's going to pan out every, you know, prospect. But, uh, again, they also have money to add. So if they want to go out and get somebody in the free agent market in the offseason here to bolster, you know, their pitching, and, and uh, they can. They have the ability to do that. And so the Yankees are really going to have to look at what in the offseason, how they're going to change this roster and see if maybe if they can't, you know, get rid of some of the older guys, find some, another, a new home for them. They might have to cut bait a little bit here and eat some of the money just to, you know, get them off the team and get in some new new blood because it seems they're stale, though the the Yankees have gone stale here, and uh, that's not good. That's not good for the fans. It's not good for the fans. You know, you come out, you pay good money, and, you know, you're running Josh Donaldson out there, you know, 100 straight days in a row, but you give other guys the days off. and just stuff like that. You, It's a head-scratcher. But, yeah, definitely the Orioles are the team that's the most surprising. Is it more surprising that they're in first at this point of the year, or is it more because where the Yankees are in the division this year? If you had to pick one, which is more surprising, where Baltimore is currently, or is it more where the Yankees currently are based on just a year ago yeah, they were they, running away with the division? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I think the and you got know you know we still have a, a you know a good month and a half left. These players on the Orioles, there's a lot of uh, innings limits on their pitchers. Uh, a lot of guys who've only played you know, in the minors up till September 1st. And, the, you know, so there might be some dog days here. So what you're banking on as a Yankee fan is some of these guys are, you know, they get kind of worn out at the end of the year. Will the Orioles, now that the trade deadline's come and gone, will, if somebody gets hurt, if somebody, you know, starts uh, dropping off out of, you know, just being tired, do they have the uh, – the guys who could come in and, and play up. I don't see their bench as a strength, so that could be a good thing. And, again, with pitchers, you know, it, it's innings limits. A lot of guys who haven't been, you know, this far in, well, can they pitch 200 innings? So if you're at 140, maybe you start hitting a wall. So that, that's what the Yankees need to bank on right now is just uh, just keep trying to you know do the best they can and hope the Orioles, hope the Blue Jays, for that matter, um, you know, kind of, kind of drop back a little bit to where the Yankees can get right in the mix there, coming down to the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Baltimore. I would say the year after COVID is where they shown a lot of growth. I knew they were coming, but I didn't know up until this point in the first week of August they will be in first place. I thought this was the Tampa Bay's the Tampa Bay Rays division. I still believe it is. The Tampa Bay Rays division to come and go. I think they have all the pieces to be a World Series champion. Um, I think uh, – Stan didn't get it. All right. they, okay, the Yankees lose. I thought he got it, the center field. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, so the Yankees lose today. So, you know, win, lose, win versus I the mean, Houston Astros. Go ahead. Yeah, it was split. What are you going to do? You, you're, you're hoping for a split, you know, pretty much as a Yankee mm-hmm. fan. You, you just didn't want to lose three or four. I think in today's game, they left 12 men on base, man. I mean, you just can't do that. Now, the, yeah, and you know, best, and this, uh, I was going to say, the, the best innings, show, they did. They showed a lot of patience at the plate in the fourth inning. I, I don't know if you saw it. They were down uh, five to one, and they did a lot. Of, got a lot of walks, bases loaded walks. They showed a lot more patience than they have seen. I've seen all season. 
But they left too many guys on base. Um, you know, I'll get to a little of those points what I saw today. But go ahead. What are your thoughts? Oh, no, same thing. Uh, I, I, you know, okay. leaving men on base, when they, the Yankees, when they get the opportunities because, you know, these last few years, they, they haven't prioritized on base percentage. You know, as much as the uh, analytics-driven team, those teams back in the, you know, the good era back there in the 90s and, and even before that, you know, they, on base percentage was, was huge. Guys, you know, had a plan when they went to the plate. And, uh, so we don't have that plan anymore. Now, you know, you've got a new pitching or a new hitting coach, Sean Casey. Maybe some of that's starting to kick in. You just can't come in and change, you know, a bunch of professionals. You can't, you know, that's probably more of an off-season philosophy change. But you can get them to look at, hey, look, this is what you're doing. This is, you know, this is how you're getting yourself out. Because most times these guys get themselves out. Pitchers don't get guys out. Guys get themselves out because bad selection, uh not patient, wanting to do too much, that kind of thing. And that, and that uh, so, you know, hitters get themselves out a lot. And maybe Casey's been here a few weeks now. Maybe this is, you know, a little bit of a change. But as you see, you, if you're a little more patient and you're not so, you know, trying to hit the three-run homer with nobody on, you know, you get guys on base. Now, they didn't, you know, capitalize on it today, but, you know, maybe tomorrow they do. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the Yankees lose. I, I saw the graphic. Fifteen men left on base. It was a season high. So <laughs> wrong yeah, team horrible. again. Wrong, wrong team to do that against. <laughs> don't do that against. Don't do that against Houston. Hey, you know what? Men don't on base. Yankees, at home. If the Yankees, uh, if they get fifteen guys on base tomorrow again, maybe tomorrow they come through with. You know, you, you never know. But you got it. When you have that many guys on base, you have to, you have to drive some of those guys in. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Figure without a doubt. And, and to your point on on-base percentage, right now, or going into today's game, there were 26 in the entire league. So you already know that's, that's no bueno over here. <laughs> uh, batting average, I mean, I think at the All-Star break, they're at 28th. They're currently 29th. I mean, they're bottom of the league in hitting. It's just not going to get it done yeah. when you're talking about World Series aspirations, just getting to the big dance. Like, you're a baseball guy, Greg. We love having you on. You have great opinions because you know the sport very well. You coach the sport. You know you kind of need both. Uh, the Yankees pitching kind of held its own more, absolutely, up to this point. It was actually doing well last year. Uh, but the hitting is just atrocious. Uh, the hitting on-base percentage, like I said, 26 in the league. and I mean, there's the ultimate home run or die team, they're seventh in that. Uh, in what, middle of the pack and slugging. They're not going to steal a lot of bases. So even if you get on bases, they're not going to be stealing and taking chances because they drive on those, that data and analytics to power hit their way to postseason success. But that formula doesn't work, Greg. It just doesn't. I mean, I, I'm a, you're a Gen Xer, I believe, and I'm a millennial. We, we're, we're stuck with these teams because that's how we choose our teams in life. But we know the writing is on the right. wall. They're not going to go deep in the playoffs. No. No, no. Even if you know, even if they they find a way to get in with the wild card, and now you know with the injury, we're done. We don't know the situation with him. Now you got you know Herman's out for the rest of the year. You have Severino struggling. Who knows if they're going to run him back out here uh, in a couple of days? They might not have any choice but to. Clark Smith goes in, and you know Cole's been solid. He's been a Cy Young. Guy. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, you have to, you know, the Yankees going to have to change that philosophy. And, and if they can do it here towards the end of the year, 
you know, you play, listen, you got, you know, you go three starters in the playoffs, you're, you're asking a lot out of the guys other than Cole. I mean, if Rodon's, if Rodon's in there, you know, you, you say, okay, he's been in big spots before. Clark Smith hasn't been in a big spot, not like that. So you're asking a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I moved for my team since 1976. And I live and die with the Yankees, and, you know, it's, right. a, it's a different time. The philosophy, you know, the Yankees have to see, you know, Aaron Boone said, you know, I think it was last year, teams have caught up to us. Well, now they've passed them. So the Yankees going to have to make some changes and some some changes in the, you know, hopefully the front office and changes in their philosophy because teams have lapped them now. You know, there's six, seven teams that are better right now than the Yankees are, and the Yankees – you look at their, their roster and, and, you know, it's real top-heavy, and then you've got guys, you're, you're, you're asking guys like Billy McKinney and, and Jake Bowers, uh, IKF. You're asking IKF, you know, IKF's a platoon guy, or, you know, he's a sub. So he should be playing maybe two days a week, three days a week. And that Homer Bush type thing, you know, Louis Soho. A couple days a week, give guys days off. But you're asking him to go out there and play every day. And, you know, he, you saw last year he's not an everyday guy. Now, he's, he's been valuable to us this year doing that because of all the injuries and guys who haven't produced around him. But, again, you're asking IKF, you're asking Billy McKinney, who's been in about six different organizations and spent a few, you know, a little bit of time with it. You're asking these guys to contribute. Jake Bowers, you're asking him to come out of AAA and – you know, and all of a sudden be this guy. And, and you, so the roster configuration was bad. We knew that. But nothing's done. Nothing, you know, there's no left fielder. I mean, you could say Bowers is the left fielder now. But the, the, the way they constructed this roster has been flawed, and it continues to be flawed. So I think if, if we can make it to the playoffs, yeah, it's going to be a, a good feeling. You know, hey, we made it. You know, they turned it around a little bit. But I, I don't think they'll go far simply because – I think now the pitching has been a big question mark, and that wasn't the question mark. The bullpen's great, but the starting pitching, other than Cole, we just don't know. It's a big question mark now. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know Severino. We don't know what is, what's going on with well, Don here. Uh, well, I, I've, I've been off the Luis Severino train for a couple of seasons. I, I don't know where or why Yankees fans are still believing in Severino. Why? I don't Am I missing something? Why are Yankee fans are, are believing in, in Severino still? I, or, or what is it? Because there's nobody else to go to. Uh, the last start, he Probably. got rocked. So, I mean, I don't, I, I, you know, he's battled injuries over the time. And it's just that he's been around for a while, and I just don't think it's there with Severino. I just – help me explain or explain it to me. What am I missing that why everybody – you know, because they, they, they bring it in the, the talking points, and I'm like – why? Like Severino is Severino. He's he of all the uh, potential. He's never became that that dominant because of his injuries, but also just never put it together. Yeah, no, he, he's he's uh, you know he, he showed all that potential. Yankees gave him the the extended contract. I think mean, it was like seven years, seventy million, or maybe more. I, I can't remember what. But they 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 invested in him. And, you know, we have been dealing with injuries, and, and he just, 
uh, he never lived up to that potential. But, you know, on any given day, like he did with Texas a few weeks back, any given day he could shut a team down because he has the stuff. But it's, it's location, you know, is he tipping his pitches? I mean, how many years has he played, you know, pro ball? They have all these guys around them. And teams are catching it. That shouldn't be something that's happening with a guy who's a veteran pitcher that he's tipping pitches. I mean, that's the, you know, so I think a lot of it has to do with just, um, you know, his maybe a little stubbornness. But I don't, I, I think he had the potential, and I think he's a homegrown player. So a lot of fans were looking at that, you know, as though we have a homegrown guy, you know, and. He could be because he has the stuff. He just he can't get it together. And uh, you know, if if the Yankees are out of it, BFA him, let him go. Let, let somebody else figure it out. You know, let, let somebody else. I mean, it might be. Sure. I don't think the well, that might be the answer because okay, in, the, in, in the last last start versus Houston, he got rocked. Like he had, you know, you know, he's a yeah. power pitcher, yeah. but they, were, they got to him. Four innings, five earned runs, four Ks. Didn't really do much, but then even in the, in the start before that versus the Orioles, you know, he got rocked in that game. Three innings, uh, nine hits, nine yeah. runs. I mean, I mean, he had a had a real game versus teams that were subpar, like Kansas City. Okay, pedestrian performance. Even out west, out in, in Southern California versus the Angels, he'll give you six and 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 pretty much keep you in the game with six hits and. Strike out three, but he's not like blowing past the the subpar teams. Even before the All Star break, Greg, even when they they went to St. Louis, he got rocked in that game. I mean, I'm not seeing this yeah, performance yeah, out of Severino this season. That's saying okay, okay, he he has this one good performance, but everything else is duds, 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 duds all around. Yeah. Uh, going back since the start of summer, like I, I'm, I'm I've been off the Severino train. I just don't understand not just the fans, but the organization saying, okay, we're going to still throw them out their contract or not. I mean, it's just not working for me. Well, yeah, and, and you know, truthfully, if, if it, this was Johnny Brito or Randy Vasquez, they'd be back in the minors or they wouldn't they wouldn't be in the rotation. But because, like Donaldson, this team invested a lot of money in him, and they want to get their, they want to get their money, their investment back, and to the detriment of the team. You know, I mean, you, you write him out there – He's struggling. You can't keep running this guy out there as a starter and losing the game in the first few innings, especially as bad as the Yankees have been hitting it in their offense. You run him out there and you're down three, four, five, six, you know, after a couple innings, the game's over. It's, it's over for the players. I mean, they, it's over for the fans. And so, you know, you can't just keep running this guy out there, but Again, it's it's some you know like with Donaldson, the Yankees wanted to get their investment back on him. They paid him a lot of money, and they're paying Severino money. But if this was Johnny Burrito, they wouldn't have that the leash that they're giving Severino or or Randy Vasquez. They he wouldn't have that leash. So uh, yeah, his era is coming to an end here in the next you know couple months with the Yankees, and then he'll probably go somewhere. You know, he'll go to the Cubs next year and uh, win ten, twelve games. Who knows? Right, right. Yeah, I know, right? And let's talk about <laughs> Sandy Koufax. Let's talk about Sandy Koufax. Oh, oh, my bad. Not Sandy Koufax. Carlos Rodon. All right? Now, should I be patient? <laughs> should I be patient as a Yankee fan? I know he got the big contract, and I've been kind of bitching about it on on Twitter. Because even back in December, over the winter break, uh, when we're, you know, you know signing players, 
I remember Yankee fans really giddy about getting him. Now you really are close to the situation, you know, being a you know a Bay Area guy, watched him pitch for the Giants. Yeah. And yeah. I was never sold on Rondon, and I know he started off the uh, season with the injury, but he got the big payday, so he didn't really start the season until halfway through the season versus the Cubs in five games, one in four, six point two nine ERA. He's got more earned runs. Uh, one more earned run than base on balls, you know, walks, 20 strikeouts, gave up mm-hmm. six home runs going into this game. He got rocked today. Yeah. Now he left the game with yeah. hamstring tightness as well. I, you know, I, I'm trying to not to give the injury an excuse, but I was never sold on Rondon as um, the, the, you know, the clear-cut number two, and especially, you know, coming from San Francisco. What are your thoughts? Because his best start was against the Mets. He only gave up one run over five and two-thirds innings in that game. But that game, I watched it versus the, uh, the Rays, and he and they, he got rocked in that game, man, with the, you know, the, uh, Randy o- Rosarina home run. Uh, he's, yeah. he's been really shaky, man. Yeah, with the Colorado after the All-Star break, he struggled in that game. What is your analysis on yeah. him? I'm not sold. I mean, so, what yeah, do you? Th- I mean, yeah, sold I, as a Yankee. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but just this being a pitcher or being a player, and then there's a player for the Yankees. It's two different elements. You've been a fan since '76. You said it's a different animal when you put on those pinstripes. It's a different animal. Look at guys, you know, Ed Whitson, and you know, I mean, uh, Carl Pavano. You can go back and guys who just Jeff Weaver, guys who can't pitch in New York. I think he can. I think what happened was I think now I watched. Being out here on the on the uh, West Coast, I watch a lot of Giants games. That's Giants and A's are closer to me than any other teams. So you know, watched a few games with him last year pitching. Uh, saw him pitch live. He um, he has good stuff. He's going to be. I think he's going to be fine. I think the the contract will always be in the conversation with Yankee fans because the expectations when you pay a guy that much money for that many years, he's got to be Garrett Cole level. And I don't think he's Garrett Cole level. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's going to be fine. I think, yeah, I think this year they, um, you know, the pressure was on. The Yankees wanted to win. And, you know, he comes out of the gate and he's hurt. So here's the, you know, here we go again type thing because we've had some of these guys over the years, Jacoby Ellsbury, you know. So, I think he's pitching. Uh, maybe he's trying to do too much. I uh, also think that, you know, he didn't get a full spring training, uh, didn't really get a good rehab. I think he had just a couple of starts. I think this late, you know, he might – it might have just been cramps today. So let's hope, you know, for the best here. Because we're going to need him if we get to the playoffs. So we're going to need him down the stretch to get to the playoffs. We're going to need him to pitch up. You, wait, wait, wait. You, you think we're making the playoffs? You think we're making the playoffs? You think we're making the playoffs? Yeah, look – <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> Gun to the head. No. Not, We're not making the playoffs. But, yeah. But, you know, wild, I mean, well, fan, I'm not playing wild card. Wild card, I mean. Wild card game, I mean. Wild card. Yeah, I know. Wild card. That's a. I'm, hey, look. We're not Same making thing. We're not top of the order. Open the spot. Tomato yeah. tomato. We can get this. If we can make it to that third wild card spot, I'll be happy. I'll be disappointed because I thought we should have done better. And I think that gives Cashman and Boone the excuse that to stay another yeah. year where they probably shouldn't be. Or actually, no, they shouldn't be. I think they, you know. But getting back to Rodona, I think he's going to be fine. But I think the pressure that the contract, 
that, you know, the fans, uh, I think maybe he tried to do too much. I look for him next year, next season. I look for him to be better. I think, you know, obviously without injury, I think he comes in a training camp or spring training. I think he pitches well. uh, And uh, he figures it out pitching in New York, the pressure, how to deal with the fans, how to stay healthy. That's the key. Those things. I think he's going to be fine. So I think the contract will be fine here for a few years. I don't know about the back part of it. Who knows? But it's not that long. But I, I think he'll be fine, uh, and I think he's a good pitcher. But this year, it's this this is a struggle. And I think a lot of pressure, not only from the fans, but because of the contract. But I also think I think he's put some pressure on himself. Yeah, totally. Well, I agree ninety five percent. I will say, let's hope. Oh, my my opinion is, let's hope he turns it around with a full training, a spring training uh, uh, coming up in this off season. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But just in this particular season, because we only could go off performances what they've done up until this point. Uh, it's not been a good ROI return on investment through the first five games. Uh, even, um, you know, in this game, I was really watching it closely. He actually did a good job in the first inning, got out of that okay with, with a couple of guys on base. But that second inning, man, he gave up the big three-run home run to Jake Myers. And then and then, yeah. and then also Alvarez uh, launched one, a two-run home run in the third uh, I mean, he's given up a lot of runs, man, a lot of runs, and that's not good. Uh, spring training or not, I, and I guess that's why I get my assessment. I want to go back to Jake Bowers because he's another guy I was closely watching. He's pretty much the proxy for his baseman right now because Anthony Rizzo is hurt with the concussion. Um, yeah. I thought he's been swinging the bat. Now, I don't know if this is a – we have credit to Sean Casey. You talked about it earlier with him uh, coming up in the minors. He's been on up several teams in the past. You know, two for four for Friday. He was a two out of four on Friday and Saturday with two home yeah. runs in uh, Egypt, uh, and, and you know, a home run on Friday and Saturday, as well as the Baltimore game. He showed. I thought he he hit the ball well in that game. He was two out of five in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, and so one for three versus the Rays, where he had one home run in each in this game. So in today's game, he I thought his plate appearances was pretty good, except for the last plate appearance versus JP France. For instance, in this particular game. Um, he was 0 for 1. Uh, he had a good at, he had a good at bat in the fourth inning. He forced the walk. The, the you know the bases loaded. Um, your thoughts on JB until J, you know Jay Browers until I guess Anthony Rizzo comes back. You know playing de facto first base. I, I think what are your thoughts on what are you seeing uh, out of him? I thought he's 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 kind of hit the ball pretty decent along like a Glaber Torres. Uh, you know, the Yankees as a team, they don't hit well outside the judge and Torres, who's been hitting the ball well. But Bowers' last couple games versus playoff-level teams, he's, he's hit the ball pretty well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, listen, it, Jake Bowers should be or could be if, if things were, you know, we didn't have the injury. Jake Bowers could be our everyday left fielder, and then you have a, a defensive replacement late. You know, Yankee Stadium's got a, a, a deep left-left center field. He's not a very good defensive outfielder, but if you you start him and he plays, and you know, and then late in the game maybe you put in a defensive replacement. He's very capable out there. He showed that he can hit left-handers, so he, he's capable. But we've had to move him to first base, and you know he's played some right field, he's played left field, he's played first base. You know, so we're we're bouncing him around. But if we were just able to put him out in left field all year, I think he would have been playing. But uh, at first base, yeah, this whole situation with Rizzo, 
luckily, you know, he, he's on, uh, you know, on the roster. I, I, I like him. I like Bowers. You know, we, we didn't have the expectations uh, of him or, or Billy McKinney for that matter, but I think he's done well. And I think if the Yankees decide to keep him for next year, I think they'll go out and get another outfielder next year. But, you know, Bowers could be that one of those guys. He could be your, you know, uh, your left-handed uh, platoon situation if you decide to go out and get a right-handed bat or if you bring up Pereira or somebody and, uh, you know, give them the opportunity. There's going to be a Yankees have some outfielders coming up. But I like what Jake Bowers has done. I just um, – left field probably is not a fit at Yankee Stadium because, the, you know, his defensive – he's just, you know, not that good of a defender. His arm's not as strong. And you got Judge in right field. So, um, as a first baseman, I think he's capable. He played there with Cleveland, I remember. And it's good to have him on the roster because you don't have to move uh, DJ over to first base. You can still leave him at third. I thought Peraza was going to be a move, bring Peraza up and, and uh, move DJ to first base. But I think, you know, with Bowers, it gives us a left-handed bat in the lineup, which we sorely need and have needed. So, I'm okay with him. Let's see where we're at, you know, what they're going to do in the offseason. I mean, you know, if they decide to keep him, I'm okay with Jake Bowers being on the team because he shows that, you know, if he plays enough, he can produce. Right, right. Now, uh, my last point for the Yankees, and we'll go around rest of Major League Baseball before we get off. Um, uh, On Saturday, Nestor Cortez gave you a pedestrian performance, uh, gave you the four innings and eight strikeouts on, like, 64 pitches. But the point I'm making with Nestor Cortez, keeping the Yankees in the game, where the Yankees had an excellent team performance pitching-wise, he gave only two hits to the Astros. If they're going to make the wild card, I don't think they are, but if they are, they've got to see a combination of these pitchers more often. Whoever's starting, whether it's Cole uh, Cortez, Severino, whoever is the starter at the time, even Rodon, the, the formula, the women, winning formula has to be Hamilton, Ian Hamilton, Tommy Canely, um Michael King, and then Holmes. It has to be in that order. And, or, you know, and Loisica. You, if you're Loisica, Loisica back, you, you can get him in, in there. The you got to get it like, yeah. either or in that in that middle. If you don't see a majority I, I, between now and the end of the season, between now and the end of September, if you don't see that combination of those, whoever starts in those middle reliefs, I say 70 to 75% of the time because you're down or you're already down in the wild card right now, they're not going to make the wild card. If you don't see that at least at a 70, 75% clip. Uh, what are your thoughts on right. that with the book pen? Or just the, 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 the plan to get yeah, to the wild card. Yeah, the bullpen is going to be the key because our our starting pitching has so many. You know, uh, you got to. Nestor came out, he, and yeah, he was pedestrian. He, he kept them in the game. He pitched pretty decent for a guy coming off, and you hope that's a good thing going forward. You, you know, maybe his next start might not be what we want, but uh, I think he'll be fine. If Nestor's healthy, he figures out ways to get guys out. I think Schmidt is is uh, competent. Obviously, we have a, a lot riding on Garrett Cole. The net, you know, if Rodon uh, today is just a you know cramps kind of thing, uh, the Yankees are going to rely heavy on that bullpen, and, and they have enough guys there. You know, they got Michael King, uh, Loiska's coming back. They got, you know, even Wandy's been struggling, but you know he's he's now you don't have to just run him out there. You have other options, and I, I think 
Holmes, Canely, you know, Hamilton has been doing. You, you've got enough guys there to where you've got to be ready to go. You've got to be ready at the third or fourth inning and, and uh, you know, Lewisick is struggling, or I'm sorry, uh, Nestor struggling or, or uh, Clark Schmidt struggling. you got, you got to, you got to go. you got to go to the bullpen because it's, this is the playoffs for the Yankees. It's do or die. And every yeah, game, playoffs is now. It's modern. It's going to matter. Yeah, it's definitely. Stretch here. This is playoff baseball. It's playoff, it's playoff for them now. You might as well say that unofficially. Yeah, yeah. It is the playoff now. There's no way around and, it. And it's I also think that's disappointing with the, you know, it's disappointing with the, the fans. We didn't really get much help at the trade deadline because we feel it's playoff baseball. The fans I, you know what? Yeah. I'm of I'm the opinion, and I, I'm going to mention other teams when we go around the league. This season, mm-hmm. to me, I mean, yeah, any team could get hot, but the likelihood of that happening is kind of, I would say, a rare occurrence, but you have to hit lightning. You know, lightning has to you know, be in the, lit in the bottom. It's got to strike. I'm not sure right. what trade decisions you can make this season that's just going to all, all – just turn around the Yankees all of a sudden. We've seen this happen in the past, but no. sometimes teams have that magic and they, it just happens. It really starts with the bats. The pitchers kind of held the serve. If the, the current bats, I don't know what they could do and to just to say, oh, we're going to just go on this run. I just don't think this season is that particular season where you roll the dice. Because I'm going to mention these other teams that did these moves at the trade deadline, and I think they're ready for uh, playoff baseball for sure. But um, before – so we'll, we'll go around the rest of the league, and we'll come back to the the final thoughts. But uh, um, where I wanted to start with this, like the Texas Rangers, for instance, is the perfect example. They're sure enough they're pitching. How, how do you look at the Texas yeah. Rangers this year? Um, well, I, you know, I, I – I, they spent a lot of money getting uh, Simeon and, and you know, um, Corey Seager and, you know, and then they go got DeGrom. They, they, they invested in that team. They invested in their, their new stadium. And so they want to put a product on the field. And I think they're probably a, maybe a year or two ahead, you know, of adding guys. But they've, they've stepped up. And, again, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these teams, when you're relying on some of these guys, you know, we still got a couple months pretty much left, month and a half left. I think the Rangers are going to be right up there to the end. I think, I think the Astros now with with Berlander, and I think the Astros can can get close enough to maybe catch them. I'm not sure. I think the Mariners are, are pretty much a a, a wild card contender. Wild card, yeah. But you mm-hmm. never, never count the Astros out, you know. With the, and the Rangers, well, though, I mean, they're well, that's the thing. I said it a few times earlier this season uh, with the Rangers, where the Astros are the defending champs. They're kind of like, let's yeah. not say they're playing with house money, but they are. Like, defending champions, they kind of like cruise control through their regular season. They had a lot of injuries, and they're getting yeah. their guys back, either back from injury or IL or from other teams, i.e., like you said, Justin Verlander with the Mets, right? So. It's like the, the, the band is coming back together for those guys. And no matter how well the Texas yeah. Rangers are, are doing, the Houston Astros are pretty much uh, Freddy Krueger. You know, they're a nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're just going to pop gonna... up. They're the boogeyman. <laughs> they're the boogeyman of, yeah. uh, of the AL West because Texas Rangers are having their best season in a, what, since, what, 05, 06, when they went to the World Series versus the Cardinals. And no matter when they look up, yeah. they got the Houston Astros on their tail. And the Houston Astros are just a team that's just – been battling injuries all year round, lost their their main pitcher, and, and got him back. 
and they're, they're still knocking yeah. on the door. They're at least at wild card. So, and I said it before when they had Sunday Night Baseball when Texas played Houston night. It's about time that rivalry jump started. It's, it's about time that rivalry is starting to yeah. jump start. I'm really big when it comes to rivalries and sports because rivalries and sports make sports. This is the reason why, you know, whether yeah. it's the Giants and the Athletics or Giants and the Dodgers. And I'll talk about the the Dodgers and the uh, the Padres tonight on Sunday Night uh, Baseball, especially with, um, yeah. you know, those two divisions. Because I really want to get your thoughts on that. But the point I'm trying to say with Texas, uh, they've hit well this year. Like you said, with Marcus Simeon and Nathaniel Lowe and Josh Young and Joe yeah. Heim and Ezekiel Duran. I mean, these guys, all of them hit over 275 at this point. And that's not even including Roldis Garcia, who's the power hitter. And he's 265 hitting like 28 home runs. So with the pitch and adding back, you know, you already know about Montgomery, uh, former Yankee, got him from the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Martin Perez, they're going to move him to the bullpen. Getting Max Scherzer from the Mets. And the Mets had a, pretty much the garage sale yeah. going on. Jane Doonan and John Gray. I mean, and like you said, and, and, and all they're doing all this without Jacob Degrom. He's the one who's been hurt. So this is going to right. be fun to be watched, uh, uh, Greg, with the Texas Rangers, Houston Nationals, that rival who's going to finish out in the West. Because it will be really, I'll be honest with you, Greg, with Bruce Bochy leading that way, it's going to be a little bit disappointing if the Texas Rangers do not close the deal winning the division. I think that's going to be mean more to the Rangers than the Astros for obvious reasons, right? Because Astros won the World Series. They won the business. Texas Rangers need that step in the right direction. What are your thoughts? You know, you can see the scenario the Rangers winning that division and the Astros going further in the playoffs because they've been there, done (laughs) that, getting guys healthy, you know. But I, I, I like the fact, I like how the Rangers the Rangers did a combination of, of getting free agents and building from within. I think they're uh, a, a good team for years to come, as long as they, you know, don't screw it up kind of thing. Um, they probably, you know, rely Scherzer this year, relying on him, maybe next year, but, you know, he, he's, he's an older guy. Uh, DeGrom is, is, you know, you, you really needed that guy to be healthy this year to go farther than what they will. But I, I can see that scenario. And I love that rivalry. That's that's going to be a good rivalry here for a few years because in that division, I think they're the only team that could probably knock the Astros off if uh, you know it gets the next few years. You don't think Baltimore or uh, are you talking within the division? Well, talking I'm talking about, about it in the, in the West. Yeah, just in the West. Oh, in the West. In the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be. Seen. Yeah, I and think it's definitely it, not going to be. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Seattle is is kind of where they're at. They're kind of right. That's right. about where we thought they would be. Uh, but yeah, exactly. as far as I that agree. division, yeah, Astros, Rangers, Rangers, Astros, Absolutely. whichever one yeah, you, yeah. you know, whichever has yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then also the Dodgers and the. Um, and the Padres, uh, Sunday Night Baseball. You know, this is a really interesting rivalry, and I talked with you on social media about this, where historically the, the, New York, the old two New York teams move out west to California. It's been like that forever. And then and, and, and mm-hmm. L.A. and San Diego are proximity in California was a, cl- a lot closer, two-hour drive from each other, up to five. Yeah. I right. so, yeah. so the thing with them is where – it seemed like for a couple of years, San Diego just could not get over that wall, could not beat the Dodgers until last year in the playoffs. And then they ran into Philadelphia, and then that was the rest of history, and they come back because, you know, Fernando Tatis was out. But now they, they got all mm-hmm. these guys in the lineup. Like, how – I can't figure out the, the, the San Diego positive. They got you Darvish. They had Musgrove. They have, you know, in the heart of their lineup, you know, power hitters, Tatis, Machado, Juan Soto. 
Xander Bogart. Gary Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, don't get it started, right? <laughs> why? Why does it feel like like they? I thought they took the step in the right direction, beating the Dodgers in the playoffs. But was that more of a fluke? That's probably the question. Are they more of a fluke? Because this season they lost two out of three uh, to the Dodgers in May in San Diego, got swept by the Dodgers in LA, and then they got a uh, you know they got the current series right now that's currently split until tonight and, and Monday afternoon, yeah. and then yeah. they got another yeah. three game series uh, September 11th through the 13th. So who are the Padres? Are we buying too much? Am I buying too much Padres stock, or was that a fluke day against LA, or what, what, what happened? Tell me, you're California baseball, talk to us. Well, I I look at uh, the Dodgers pod, yeah, the, the, the close proximity. Uh, both teams play out there, you know, in, a, in a big areas. Um, I think the more you play a team, the more you feel against them. And, you know, the Dodgers over the years have had their way with, uh, you know, the, the, the Padres over the years. But you get, you know, when you start adding guys like Machado and and Tatis and Xander Bogarts now, uh, you start adding guys and, and they, you know, the more you play a team, the more comfortable you are. And I, I think they can play with the Dodgers. I think that's what what they're starting to learn is, you know, they're not that good. I mean, they're not, you know, they are, but you know, you start feeling a little more comfortable. You know, you can hit this guy. I've seen him 27 times in the last, you know, couple of years. I can hit this guy. You know, that type of thing. And I think the Padres, and, you know, they have a lot of stars or guys who, you know, should could be stars, or Tatis, you know, guys, Soto. And so they have a roster full of guys who are very marketable. And uh, I think they just feel a little more comfortable that they can compete with the Dodgers now than they did in years past when they were still trying to, you know, find their way up and, and you know, make a name for themselves now as a team. I think they have the pieces in place. They just have to stay healthy. Their pitching has to stay healthy. With Musgrove, that's a that's a you know a loss. We'll see where he's at. Uh, you know, as we get closer to the playoffs. But I think the Padres can now play with the Dodgers because I think they're just more comfortable with them. All right, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, all right, let's last two questions around baseball and we get off, right? Final thoughts and final thoughts after that. Okay, AL and NL card, wild card races. What are your thoughts from the AL side and NL side? So, do you see kind of what on the AL side is kind of hurt, holding serve, and then it's really a lot of teams bunched up in the NL? What are, what are your thoughts on both sides of the uh, wild card? Well, I, you know, I still think I, I I'm, I'm, even though I'm a, you know, a believer, I, the Yankees, I don't think are going to make the playoffs. I think the, you know, I think you got, I think Tampa, Toronto, Houston, and the Yankees would have to get past, you know, also Seattle. Seattle, I think, has an easier schedule than the Yankees the rest of the way. Um, I just don't know if the Yankees can, you know, avoid the injuries, uh, the question marks that, you know, they run out there every day that to uh, get there, to get to the playoffs, to get to the wild card. Uh, if they do, it's going to be because some one of these other teams uh, kind of chokes it up down the down the stretch here. In the National League, um, you know the Giants are three and a, or what, three games back on the uh, the Dodgers right now. The Padres are nine, but if you looked on paper, it looks like the Padres are the better team than the Giants. I think the Giants are going to hold serve. They're going to make the wild card 
uh, Arizona. Okay. Look at Arizona. I mean, they're right. Arizona's seven and a half out, I think, right now with the Padres. So, but they um, struggled, you know, the right? Braves, what happened to the What happened to the Diamondbacks? Because they were kind of rolling. They were kind of at the top of that wild well, card right before it, the All Star break. And then next here? thing you know, you look up like, where? Whoa, Philadelphia's like got up there. Yeah. They're yeah. behind the Cubs now. What happened to the Diamondbacks? Yeah, when when you're a young team, you know, you start out, your guns blazing, you're ready to go, you're stealing bases, you're doing, and then the league adjusts to you. You know, the league adjusts to you. Uh, this is the type of team, this guy, you know. So it's up to the Diamondbacks to, you know, make their adjustments again. And I think the league adjusts. Look at the Pirates at the beginning of the year. Everybody, you listen to MLB, and they made the Pirates sound like the 98 Yankees. And we knew they were going to come back to earth. But these young teams can, you know, they Not have. like that. You know, the, that's, that's even worse. Yeah. They, You're right. Yes. I, but I, they were Arizona, rolling too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think that, yeah, I think the Diamondbacks will, you know, they'll. But I, I still think it, it's when it comes down to it. I, I, you know, the wild cards. If the Padres are able to get, and I, I don't, I'm not sure about that, but that's the one team that could be. You want to say Philadelphia? You know, those are the those teams. But I think the the division leaders are the the teams that are going to be there in the end. I don't think any of the wild card teams would surprise uh, anybody. I think it's going to come down to Dodgers, Braves, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee could get right. knocked out by a wild card team, but I, I still like, like Cincinnati Milwaukee. or somebody like that. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati's been playing terrible, but you know what, Cincinnati? And they've been on a losing streak, too. get that out of the way. Yeah, get that out of the way and get back to playing the way they were playing. They could be fine, but I, it all you know it's all going to come down to to me the Dodgers brace. That's what it's going to come down to. Every you know pretty so much. <laughs> if you could get the Padres, yeah, if you you know if you could get the Padres in there, it'll be fun to watch. Philadelphia would be fun to watch. You know the Reds would be interesting because they are young and a bunch of you know kind of no name guys on that team, so they'd be fun mm-hmm. to watch. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be the Dodgers, Braves, and I think uh, you know MLB is is crossing their fingers because that's a that's two big markets with uh, good ratings in the National American League is is the tough one because again you got teams bunched up. I think the Orioles are going to hold course; they're going to win their you know. Um, and again, I think it's going to come I would, down. I think Texas is going to be fine. Yeah, and then, of I, course, I, I you still, know you. Got, I, I, I believe the Ray it's, it's the Rays' time, man. I mean, they've been holding, on, they've been around for a while. I, I think it's their time in, 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 in on the AL side. But you you got you make a good point with, with what happened with the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. They didn't fall as far as like the Pirates did. All right, last last uh, round of baseball, and then we'll get some final thoughts. Um, I know you saw the fight, man. What was your thoughts? What happened at second base? <laughs> Uh, with Anderson and Jose Ramirez, White Sox, yeah, the baseball fight. Uh, I mean, Ramirez, oh, is just, he went he went viral <laughs> with the punch that he caught yeah. in the yeah. fall. Um, now, Tim Anderson has been one of those talented, but yet, and he's got that swagger slash cockiness to him that it may rub some fans off the wrong way. Um it may not humble him, him getting caught, but you should not be going viral because of something like that, what happened at second base, because of the slap tag. What are your thoughts on that situation, the sequence that happened that went viral? 
over the weekend. Yeah, so I was I listened to you know obviously saw that saw it and went back and tried to watch the long version of what happened and he you know he got a he got a punch and he you know gave him a standing aid he was wobbling around far after when they broke it up so hopefully you know he doesn't go on the concussion protocol there but um, you know I, I was listening to or reading some of the stuff I, I guess there was some problem uh, with them you know those two teams play each other a lot and. Henderson and I think his last name is Urias on the on the uh, Indians. Apparently there was some squabbing going on, so there was some prior stuff going on uh, with the team. I really didn't see much with Anderson. I think he accused Anderson of trying to slap him in the face on the tag or something, you know. But uh, you know, it's a baseball fight, but it actually went down to it got into a fight. You know, when when Anderson dropped his glove. And squared up, I thought, okay, he knows what he's doing, and he looked good until you know everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, as Mike Tyson said, and he, his plan failed him because he he got dropped, and and I, I thought it was funny baseball fight. I, I hope he's not hurt. I think he's, he's going to be okay. He's probably a little embarrassed, but mm-hmm. you know, it it was uh, there's probably there should be suspensions involved. Um, you know, because that's just how things are. But uh, I found it funny. I found it entertaining. Uh, Josh Donaldson somewhere going, see, see, he's not a great guy. But, you know, Josh Donaldson's not a great guy either. But uh, the whole thing is, <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I like Tim Anderson's style. I like the way he plays. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if he's as productive as, you know, he, he's been, he had a pretty down year as far as power and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting, and it's, it's entertaining, um, you know. But I guess there was some prior stuff going on before that. Those teams play each other, a lot of chirping, and which apparently led up to it. Yeah, and the AL Central is, is so dead. So they needed a spark. They, that whole division oh, was geez. just dry. So that, that fight kind of woke up the world uh, to see what the hell is going on yeah. in a second. And Jose Ramirez you is going those viral. Forgot those teams even playing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well not even include them in the playoff pitch of whoever even wins the division, like the Twins. So, right, might as well leave right. anything from the eight teams from the AL East or the AL West to compete in the playoffs because Minnesota is definitely not going nowhere. But the point is, yeah. nobody's talking about any of those teams because it's been a bad division. And then now, right. um, you know, the fight has made it going viral. But, uh, I mean, great, it's been great talking with you. Final thoughts, anything you got coming on, man? If you, want, you know, I know you're coaching and then you. you any uh, social media content you'd like to share and how people can reach out to you, man? What's your thoughts, final thoughts? Well, our see, team I, baseball and around the world. Well, I, you know, it's 26 years of coaching high school baseball. Uh, I, I, I switched schools. I took over a program that's struggling. Um, really looking forward to that challenge. While I'm over there uh, at this new school I'm at, uh, I got talked into coaching their girls' volleyball team, which I've never coached before. Uh, but they didn't have a coach, and they needed a coach, and they're getting, and we're, you know, we're, we're starting. So uh, I like the challenge. I like the challenge. I, I hurried up and, you know, got on YouTube. I found me a, a coach who knows what they're doing in volleyball. So I like the challenges of it. I like love baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I've been all my life. And, uh, you know, this year with the Yankees, I'm, you know, I watch – Every game, even if it's, you know, I come home from work or a long day, I still put on the Yankees, even though I know they lost because somebody will text me and, you know, tease me. 
but I'll still watch the Yankees. And, and it's been a long year. It's been a frustrating year. It's been a frustrating few years with this team. My my hope is, you know, they make some decisions or how make some decisions that we can go forward feeling good about. And I, I think, you know, I think Cashman, I think his expiration date is passed. And you can say all you want while he's one of the top GMs. Let him go. Sometimes change for change's sake. Sometimes guys, you know, just get too comfortable in their way. I think Cashman has to go, and I think he's going to take boom. Or they're going to if Cashman goes, boom goes. You got to get new blood in here, new eyes to look at the talent. I think Peraza has been just, you know, mistreated in the minor leagues. You got guys coming up. Pereira probably should be up. You know, see what he see what we got with these guys, especially since we have a struggling offense. Uh, you know, no offense to, you know, some of the guys we've had, but yeah, I like Cabrera getting the shot that he got, but, you know, bouncing back and forth different positions, maybe that's not going to work for him. Uh, maybe he needs to be in one position type thing. So it's a frustrating year. There's still that outside chance that, you know, we make the wild card. I'm not counting on it, but uh, let's hope, we, you know, good decisions are made going forward and, and the Yankees should turn this around because, again, you know, these Orioles, uh, they did turn it around. They turned it around quick, and you got the Rays. The Rays aren't going away either. You know, they they've got a system, and then you got to worry about the Red Sox getting better. So and Toronto. So that whole division, Yankees got to make some changes. And, uh, I, yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, I agree because I thought Toronto would have been where Baltimore is position wise. Baltimore would be where Toronto is. So either way, it's an offset mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. Tampa is kind of where Tampa is. And the Yankees been had this window since the uh, since Judge come up, Sanchez came up, now he's on the Padres. Um, like this window is not going to be open much much longer. It's probably already closing there, but since all the Astros just took, out, took us out last year, yeah. neither here or there. The hitting, yeah. the lack of hitting, is the issue. It's been always an issue. I mean, just watching this series is a prime example where I'm watching the game today, Greg. Right, Altuve's at bat and he lays down the butt. And gets on first base where yeah. or simple mistakes over the, uh, on Saturday. Stanton coming around third base, bad base running gets oh, clocked at the plate. I mean, you just it's, it's a combination of just bad baseball. Whether you're running the pass incorrectly or wrong, or you're not doing the small things like stealing bases, laying down bunts. I mean, he's a, Jose Altuve is going to the Hall of Fame. He he's literally laying down bunts. Like like he's a winning baseball player, and I, as a matter of fact, it's annoying to me, but it is what it is. The Yankees don't have a lot of that, and that's the reason why, you know, you you just look at this, you just look at the stats. Okay, you're seventh in, in home runs and top ten in slugging or whatever, or top or, or top half in slugging, but everything else like hitting for average and on base percentage, you're bottom of the league. Like that's not going anywhere. That is not going anywhere. If you know baseball like as simple as that, like you could read those four stats alone, like man, they're not going nowhere. You just because you just can't no. turn that around. Baseball is averages, all no. averages, man. Yeah, and just yeah. you know, just the things that you know, as as an organization, you know, uh, the thing with Stanton, he tried to give up twice, and they kept sending him around. Now, I'm not going to blame Luis Rojas there because two outs, you know, the ball's hit, you got to get a jump and go. But it seemed like Stanton wanted to break it down twice. He wanted to stop. He tried to stop between second and third, and then he tried to stop between third and home. And, you know, he's got to realize that, you know, he has to go hard as hard as he can because he doesn't have the speed. 
just things like that, you know, and analytics. You know, the Astros are a heavily analytic team, yet uh, Altuve can drop down a butt because the team allows that. Where the Yankees, you know, they got, you know, the slow-pitch softball mentality. We're just going to send a bunch of guys up there and try to hit home runs all day and see if we can outscore this team. And that doesn't work against the best pitchers. Sometimes the better pitchers, you know, you're going to have to, you know, squeeze in some runs. You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to move runners over. And you can't leave 15 guys on base and try and try to win a game against the Astros. Yep. Wrong team to do that against, man. My man, it was great talking with you. It's good to hear from you, man. You too, we'll definitely chop it up with you on Twitter and and, and also on the other social medias and Facebook, and we'll chop it up. And I don't believe I don't see it. I listen. I'm objective. It is what it is. Of <laughs> uh, the numbers and the data yeah. doesn't lie. And when other teams are better in your area, when it comes to overall batting and, and then the pitching, in, in the most ways are a little bit better. That's not going to get it done. And I've already lived to learn nope. with that right before even though, uh, right around May. It has not changed, and it's not going to change. But, you know, it's good to talk right. with you around the rest of the baseball, you know, baseball with AL, NL, Texas Rangers, uh, uh, San Diego, and, and L.A. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to go, uh, you know, shut it down, and I'm going to watch that game and enjoy base, other baseball rivalries, Greg. Enjoy the rest of the season, man. All right, brother. Yeah, we'll talk. You just, just let me know when. We'll, we'll figure it out. Love talking Sounds to you. Sounds good. I- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Bronze Bomber, News and Podcasts with Greg and myself, Steve. We'll chop it up. See you guys on social media. And till the next episode, bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,